Hi everybody, it's Kurt, and this game could be your life. <clears throat> Sorry about last week. If you guys didn't notice, I've been recording intros for these episodes for the last few weeks, and last week there was none. And there was also no background music, and I'm using air quotes there. The reason for this is that I was up very late playing a game called Cave Evil by a company called Emperors of Eternal Evil, which if you haven't heard of, you should definitely look up. Uh, so yeah, I was too drunk. I came downstairs, and actually I recorded a few of them, uh, a few intros when I was like, what am I even doing? And I just, like, shipped it. I had to, I had to get it out. So, uh, sorry about that. I know that you guys are probably pretty upset when you don't hear these intros that just ramble on and on about nothing forever. Uh, but actually, this week, I do have something to announce. We, yes, we, have been lucky enough to be forever iconified by Cattle and the Creeping Things. If you don't know what that is, that is an amazing, amazing webcomic. Uh, and you can go find more of their stuff at www.cattleandthecreepingthings.com. And if you look at our website right now, you will see each of our characters, plus me as the GM, all drawn, hand-drawn, hand-drawn by a beautiful hand of a beautiful man. So, thank you very much, you dudes. Um... Oh, and the last thing is, uh, at the beginning of this episode, we're talking about the Super Bowl. I know it's weird, because it's weeks after the Super Bowl, but uh, that's what we're talking about at the beginning of this thing. Uh, and that's it. Um, you guys are great. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for still listening to us after all these years. Um, we have only a few episodes to go. And a few, I mean like eight or something. But uh, we're winding down, so that's uh, that's what's happening now. Uh, so yeah, get ready for Season 2, Shadowrun, coming up. In uh, psh, probably three months or so. Yeah, that's like, nobody gets excited three months out for anything. Especially this shit. Whatever, whatever. Uh, have a great day. And please, please, enjoy this. I'm rolling. Podcast. It's a nice podcast. Was there any shenanigans in your neighborhoods last night? No, it was actually surprisingly quiet for how close, you know, I am to Broad Street and that whole thing. I guess I'm on the, you know, I'm more on the east side, so. I definitely uh, heard a ton of uh, fireworks and revelry and yes. nonsense. Tons of you're right, you're right. I did hear, oh yeah, I was at like 930, there was a lot of fireworks. But that's not that out of the ordinary. I know, yeah, it's just like every... Shannon's always like, why are they firing off fireworks? I'm like, I don't know, it's like a Thursday afternoon. <laughs> it's it's 2 p.m., what do you want? Uh, it was popping off on my blood. Who's fireworks. pouring liquor? Who's pouring liquor right now? Uh, Joe, you fuck. That was me. Oh. That was Fran, Fran. pouring. I've been had me this too. liquor. This is all the liquor I have. <laughs> it's going to be such a bummer of a night. Wait, that's all That's all the liquor you got for mm-hmm. tonight, Kurt? Fuck. Uh, for our listeners at home, it's only like... You know, an ounce of liquor. <laughs> this is going to be awful. I mean, for someone who drinks upwards of a gallon a day. Yeah. Uh, I, got some not... gin. I got some gin back there. I'm not above it. Did you see that article of the guy at the Eagles game? Before the game started, he punched a fucking horse 
a, a like a, a mounted cop's horse. Fuck yeah! <laughs> he yeah, punched awesome. the fucking horse, and then then the cop got down and he punched the cop. Fuck yeah! That's yeah. cool. I mean, that's pretty yeah, cool. Fucking, you know, like cop horses. You know, like it's a shame and everything, but the story's great. You know, like that dude for the rest of his life is going to be like. Remember that time I fucking punched that stupid cop horse in the face? <laughs> Fuck you, horse He pig. got pretty fucked up. Based, based on the pictures, the dude got jacked up. Yeah, good. he had a bad bloody nose. They whipped his ass. Oh, yeah. They'll do that. they did. Yeah. I think uh, they, uh, he, was draw- he was drawn and quartered. <laughs> <laughs> Street justice. I mean, they're just modern-day centaurs, you know? <laughs> that is true. Okay. So, uh, so okay. So last week, uh, we could blast through this pretty quick. Um, you guys went and spoke with uh, your now, well, for a brief period of time, uh, your your good buddy Neil Ranprock, who turned out to just have a grumpy morning, came after you guys a little bit too strong, uh, yada yada yada, uh, and you killed him. Um, you guys at the same time met a good friend named another good friend who you kept alive named Gortho, uh, who seems to be Gortho is seems already. to be Franz. Or I'm sorry, seems to be Romulus's good buddy now. Um, good buddies abound. Uh, I'm keeping an eye on him though. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You can you can look at him all you want. He's very very beautiful, being a. Uh, giant golden skeleton with a tiny, tiny head. Uh, so what else happened, dudes? Um, we went down into, like, the lair, right? Uh, we went down into, like, some some sort of, oh, we found a hidden passage, followed it down. There was sort of, some sort of, uh, booby trap, like, a laser grid system that and, I mean, we found out that uh, old Neil Ramprock was impersonating Shub this entire time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speaking to Cal Ke- Redbear. A very, confusing, oh, yeah. a very confusing turn of events. Okay, yeah, yep. So I need to have, like, a huge retcon alert right now. Could somebody give me a whoop whoop? <laughs> Thanks, Ninja. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just do it, for, do it for the family. So. The. <laughs> The portal uh, that Neil Ramprock opened uh, is sort of at great cost to him, uh, so it's a temporary portal, right? So um, that portal was opened, and it was sort of, um, you know, intercepting things that uh, Kel Redbear would send through, like we said. But it was only like a recent recent event, and it's and it's gonna it's gonna waste out in a, you know in like a week or so or something like that. A temporary portal he set up. You see, he was gonna explain I mean, he all he of this when he, and when he brought he, you he downstairs. Didn't tell us that. No, he didn't. But I'm te- I'm saying is that what he was going to tell you when he, when he brought it all the way downstairs to show you the portal, except he killed him. Um, that's what he was going to say. So I just needed a re- why you wait? Why are you because oh, Jeff came up to me to- with fucking fucking with his big old dick in his hand, slapped me across the face with it, and told me that like oh, you wow. know nothing made any sense about what I was talking about. Well, we don't even know if that guy was telling the truth. It still doesn't we make sense. Seen this portal? There's still no. Uh... I mean, we don't know what's really going on. Okay, so here's my understanding of it. Because, like, Kurt was pretty fucked up. (laughs) Uh, Old Nil Ranprock was... It basically opened up a portal and was talking to Kel Redbear. And basically pretending to be Shub. 
I don't see what mate doesn't make sense about this situation, though. No. It's like, no Ramprock and Kel Red Bear brothers. No Ramprock is the guardian of the ring. Kel Red Bear knows about the ring and wants to use it to bring <clears throat> Shub to this plane. So, old Nil Ramprock, in an effort to stop his brother, impersonated his brother's god for a period of time to intercept the messages. Yeah, I think you should isolate that, Kurt, and just, like, play that. I'll just repeat it. I'll just play it over <laughs> and over and over and over and over again. Okay. Every five or so minutes, I'll just hit a, hit a loop. <laughs> um... Okay, cool. So yeah, I, th- I believe that you guys are uh, you guys descended the spiral staircase that was behind that bookshelf in uh, Neil Ramprock's um, uh, room off of his bedroom. Or, I mean, was that really his bedroom? It seemed like a bedroom, but it was like his main room. Maybe the whole thing's a bedroom. It was like a hallway. He's got a pretty sweet pad. Yeah. Oh, it was like no, that was like a pervert yeah. room. Yeah, his because the whole floor was mattress. Yeah, it was pretty and... nasty. Yep. Um, he's doing nasty stuff in there. I don't know what. Cool. And we're at so we're at the bottom of the spiral staircase, right outside of the laser grid door, which had just been diffused, I believe, by Romulus's belt. Shiny, shiny belt. Um, I would also like to point out that I don't think we really have any uh, bonds going on right now. If anyone wants to make some, we should probably. Oh yeah, we should probably do that. Keep it in mind. uh, Write them at some point. I'm not saying we need to stop what we're doing and write bonds. Yeah, I'll probably write it over to break because we just we started. So cool. Um. That's legit. Romulus. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, Who's speaking to me? I look around the room. Do I hear, uh, like, see where this voice is coming from? Oh, boy. Uh, no. <laughs> Here we go. Inside your own head, um, <laughs> you, 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 you get a, you, you know, like a question uh, keeps resounding. That one time for the, for the summer sol- solstice, what happened up on that mountain? First kiss, maybe? First dry hand job? That was the day that I saw the sun looking at me, staring at me no matter where I went, and hung there heavily in the sky, watching my every move. Um, so I had to race to the other side of the planet to escape from its view. And then yet, <laughs> months, months later, it found me over there as well. So eventually I had to do battle with it, um, and I fought it to a draw. Sick. Now that's some shit that I'll award with uh, one XP. And sorry, I haven't done that in a while. Well, I got XP for that. That's true. Um, that was a good story, Fran. I loved it. Thanks. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, is there any more housekeeping? You guys are going to do uh, fucking bond at um, some point? We should just get fucking started. Can we, can we, can you, uh, like, describe the, the scene? Sure. So you guys are at the bottom of a spiral staircase uh, in a tunnel, um, uh, like a serpentine tunnel that's coiling around. Pavement, good bend. Nice. Um, that is uh, sort of coiling around. Um, it's kind of like the spiral staircase, where this is obviously what everybody would you know know is a spiral staircase. But then, like the tunnel kept spiraling down, obviously getting way wider. Um, but it's sort of like the same sort of uh, conch, you know, spiral, whatever. Uh, while you guys were walking down there very quickly, um, you came up to a laser grid, uh, a magical door made out of like a lattice, a lattice of lasers, uh, which was diffused, I believe, by Romulus's belt. And now I think Gogan is inside of the actual tunnel. Yeah. 
I think I tried to defuse it with my belt and burnt my crotch. And, uh, and yeah, then you tried to do it without Gogan taking the belt off. My belt there you go. Okay. I did not take my belt buckle off while doing it, and I think I got hurt. Got it. That makes sense. That, that's accurate. That is true. Yeah, hey, I was pretty wasted when I did that one, but I thought it was pretty good. Uh, um, Gogan, you are maybe about five feet in t- inside this tunnel. I throw Romulus's belt back to him so his pants don't fall down. Mm, yes. <laughs> on the next, on the next six roll, I would have gotten you. Guys. I try to catch it like right in my belt loops and like do a little hip shake so it like winds itself around me. <laughs> okay, Hell yeah. why, don't, why don't you roll uh, needless action? <laughs> uh, do I get to add anything to that, or is it just a roll? Just a roll. Uh, I get a five. Hmm. Mm. I guess you can take XP for it because it hits you right in the dick. Like, right okay. right in the tip. Not the balls. Just the tip of the dick. Stings like hell. But you're alright. Does it hit where he got burned before? By the lasers? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, it's uh, stinging, burning all over again, but it's not enough to drop you. Drop you. Uh, no damage. Great. Um, Gogan, you are in the middle, like I said, of this tunnel. Um, a few feet in uh, from the, the from the opening. And it, cool. it's dark. It's uh, It's probably... Big. You're you're actually kind of surprised at um, now, like standing there and looking around at the actual tunnel walls. They're very, they're I mean they're dirt, but they're smooth um, for being just like you know, um, sort of like underground tunnels. It's not rock. Um, I guess there are is some a little bit of rock or whatever, but they're they're pretty wide. They're about um, maybe like uh, six six feet across. Uh, by probably, you know, the same high, um, or I guess maybe like eight and eight, you know, like it's, uh, pretty wide, almost completely, uh, circular tunnel. And it's straight. It's like straight ahead. No, uh, this is curving, uh, Gogan looking into the darkness, um, right in front of you. It's totally, it's like pitch black. Um, but you do see that the tunnel is sort of curving off to the left. Um, so... Well, I'll take, the, but it's probably the, probably like ten feet, ten feet in front of you. You can't see anymore. I'll take the moment to cast uh, light on my mace. Okay. Uh, ten. So, you know, I just do a bright white light on my mace, and like I ask, anybody else want to get in on this? <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, I get guess I can cast it on anything. That's true. So. Well, not oh, anything. Um... But... Most inanimate no, objects you. that you can carry. Yeah. I'd like to maintain my stealth. Okay. I guess elves don't have night vision in this game, do they? Um, no. I mean, it doesn't explicitly say it. I mean, it doesn't but, explicitly okay. say they don't. That's right. I know. I know. I'm just saying uh, we haven't played I it I actually like do think that um, there was an episode where Joe asked if he did, and you drunkenly agreed to let him have it. Fuck. Oh, sick. Yeah, I'm, I'm 100% positive. Wow, thanks for letting me remember that, Jeff. That. By telling me. That's like the biggest fucking retcon alert ever. It's not. It's not a retcon it, it alert really, at all. Because it really happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not it a happened, It happened when we were in, in the slime monster cavern. You really you really abused the word retcon. I know, I just like saying it. Is that alright? It's a fucking free yeah, country. Fine. I'll just fucking say it as much as I want. Nah, dude. I'm going to start dude, calling rules. you retcon. Dude, rule zero. Rule zero. You can do whatever you want. Oh, cool. What about, uh... Right? What (laughs) What about saying noise? Noise. I can say that. Noise. (laughs) Noise. 
Uh, isn't Roy. Kurt? Isn't isn't rule zero like the unwritten rule that overrides all other rules of Dungeons and Dragons and what any tabletop game where what the DM says goes? I don't know. Frank, can I get a rule check on that rule? You know, I, I will say the further along that uh, RPGs progress, the less and less that seems to be a thing. There's so many games now that really strip the agency away from the DM with allowing players to do all sorts of stuff that the DM doesn't really have uh, a choice about. I think in earliest versions of D&D, it was always whatever the DM says goes. And now, you know, I think games like Dungeon World are pushing it. Blades in the Dark has really taken that to a whole nother level where players can make up uh, plot elements and stuff. So I don't know. I don't know, Joe. Hmm. I just don't. Well, I don't know, damn maybe it. The, maybe the listeners can comment on a Facebook post with their answers. Ooh, nice. Good way to tie it into that social life. Um, okay. That's called, that's called boosting engagement. <laughs> there you go. Social Networking 101 with Joseph Hughes. Uh, so yeah, you're, you're in there. You've got fucking night vision suddenly. And um, you are able to see that the tunnel curves to the left. That was like a classic, this game could be your like five-minute digression into nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> that last... Those are my favorite. <laughs> that's, I mean, no, that's, that's, like, that, that's good content. It's like, like 60% that's... of our podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We literally, we literally like move from room to room and then cut. And like that'll be an hour. And what we do in between those two rooms is like the gold of the thing. It's the meat. <laughs> Without that shit, we don't have a podcast, really. If you I think mean, all we it. did in the episode that came out today was, like, we wrestled uh, Griffin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, remember, and remember, had... the, remember the one two ago where you guys, like, walked away from a dryad maybe three or four feet, like, over the course of 45 minutes? <laughs> that was my favorite. <laughs> I love the pacing. The pacing is, like, really when i really stop and think about how ridiculous this podcast is it's the pacing of everything <laughs> i mean we have at least yeah. six to seven loyal followers right we don't want to let, let them down at least yeah all right all right well you know with these criticisms in mind uh i bolt down the passage <laughs> oh i yeah, I, I run after. I, ch- I, ch- I charge after gogan there's no way he will steal glory from this suspiria I, ru- I run come in- with us i run after him uh, I heard a gore, though. Um, roll charisma. Uh, six. <laughs> uh, you, you know what? Uh, uh, Gortho's fine out here. No, Gortho, perhaps you didn't hear what I said. I said go down the tunnel now, mm. you little bag of bones. No, no, I'll be right out here uh, whenever, I draw, whenever you I draw my I draw my sword and point it at Gortho. <laughs> okay. So you're going to fight Gortho? He's the coolest guy in school. Are you going to fight him? Gore. You think I'll stand for his insolence? <laughs> uh, listen, buddy. It's not insolence. This is just a bad idea. You just uh, you put that little that little toothpick away. You have a skull the size of a pea. You've been asleep for a thousand years. And you care to tell me what's a good idea? <laughs> That's exactly right. It looks like a normal man with a chihuahua head. <laughs> um... Yeah, and Gortho, Gortho is just uh, just not backing down, just sort of uh, just staring. I have at um, so I have old Nil Ramprock's head. Um, oh right, did I, you fucking cut that off and bring it I, with you? I did, and now I'm throwing. Oh yeah, it, we I, were gonna throw it through. I'm throwing it at Gortho's head to knock his small skull off. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Nice. Fuck. Okay, uh, why don't you volley? 
it's a seven. Okay. Um, I'm going to say that you automatically lose the head. It's just like ammunition. Um, Damn. You... <laughs> winding just back. splatters against... <laughs> winding back. Uh, like a, you know, like sort of like a reverse softball toss. You throw this thing right onto uh, Gortho's head. Right in the fi- right in the forehead. Um, I want to knock. I want to knock this the his small skull off. I want to dislodge it. Um, okay, so yeah, you wouldn't take damage. So that that thing connects right with his head, um, and <laughs> Gortho's head uh, rocks backward violently, uh, and you hear this loud <laughs> like a, an obvious sound of a, a bone breaking, um, but <laughs> comedically. Uh, you don't see his head anymore until he turns to the side and you realize that it's just bent all the way back onto his back. So like, uh, you know, like a, kind of like a, a paper clip or something, you know, like his head is, uh, uh, you know, facing, facing the opposite direction. Um, meanwhile, that the he- head of Neil Ramprock takes such an incredible amount of force, um, that the entire face is just mush pretty much. Like it's, uh, just completely destroyed. Uh, beyond, like you wouldn't be able to recognize what uh, which human that is, or if he if he even mm. was a human, could be like a huge meat, like a huge spicy meatball. Oh, Maroon. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that one in there. That sounds like a gore drop to me. You better pick that up. Mm. Right. Yeah. Well, as soon as you have enough gore, you'll be able to summon. You know any number of any number of monsters. Anyways, so what's Gortho the seems okay. G- uh, Gortho seems okay. He's a, he's a little bit um, a little. So bit that was blue. a lose lose for me. I did it did accomplish nothing, and I destroyed the head. Well, you not his head mostly off. Yeah, you got it. You got it pretty much there. I mean, yeah, he's like you know. Well, I charge. I, I charge and I jump and I yank it off the rest of the way. Okay. Yeah, he's pretty. He's pretty. Um, you know, he's pretty dazed. This thing like got him. Got him. Got him in a spot. Um, and running up, why don't you uh, roll strength? Uh, ten. Nice. Um, you are able to pull it the fuck off all the way, and the uh, the humongous skeleton just falls, um, falls and crumples, uh, crumples to your feet. And uh, Gortho's head says, "Gortho, damn it!" So I, I grab the head. I grab the head. I grab by one of the ankles and drag him down the hallway. Looks like you'll be going this way anyway, Gortho. You removed his head and are just dragging the components of Gortho along with you. Uh, Willem, are you running in as well? Yeah, I'm following them. Okay. Um, I mean, I watch this all go down, I suppose, while trotting backwards. Right. <laughs> okay, so so then it's pretty much... it's pretty much uh, Not that marching order really matters. It's, it's wide enough for everybody. Um, okay, Gogan. You immediately, uh, upon turning that, upon turning that, god damn it, somebody has to, alright, during one of the breaks, Fran, you have to run, run some liquor over to my house. Just kidding. Um, if, uh, uh just, that's kind of like a liquor, I guess. It's, it's just like grape wine. liquor. Um, when you run around the corner. No, that's called grappa. I don't, I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh yeah, grappa's tasty. It's just bad wine. They serve it to you as a liquor. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's made from grape. I think it's made from grape skin. Ooh, so it's like real sour. It's strong. Is it a? Yeah. Is it a? Um, is that a Greek Greek thing? No, I think it's an Italian thing. Yeah, I think it's more. My friend's dad was making wine, and then he was telling me how he started making grappa. Like you, you use like I don't know, like the um, what do you call like the sediment? 
sediment? left over and something. Uh, not sediment, but uh, like in tea or like it's not rinds. What's the word I'm looking like for? The, like the dregs. Yeah, the dregs. You take like the dregs of the of the wine making process, I guess, and like and and you somehow make this liquor from it. So I, mean, I don't know. If it's called grappa, there's assuredly a, a, a consonant missing at the end of it, right? Like there's actually not. No. Uh, well, actually, I don't fucking know. I've just only heard it. I've never read it. Let me uh, Google it real quick. Grappa. No, we're okay. Yeah, G R A P A. When you are on the, as soon as you're in the middle of that uh, that turn, um, you see a pale. How the fuck did we get on that? What grappa? Ah, uh, never mind. Sorry. Yeah, because you wanted. I was pouring wine. Yeah, right. Yeah. Great. Glad we sorted that out. Um, yeah. Around that curve, you look down the hallway and see uh, a sickly pale uh, shape. It's like the size of a wall. You know, it's really big. Um, it's uh, it's moving though. It's like uh, sort of pulsating and undulating. Um, Was it and, gelatinous? Uh, no, it doesn't. It doesn't seem gelatinous, but it does seem um, squishy. Uh, and right in the center of it is a large, dark mass that's, um, you know, sort of just, like, embedded within it. Uh, it's very confusing to you right now. Uh, you don't really know what you're looking at. Um, but, uh, it's, it's sort of, like, facing the wall, and it seems to be, like, nuzzling up against the wall. Um, and as soon as, as soon as you see it, uh, this thing drops off of the wall, uh, and, and points points itself right at you uh, and opens up this black thing, which happened to be a mouth the whole time, if you didn't know, um, with rows and rows of teeth uh, going right down right down its length. Um, you are looking at what looks like a, to be a humongous worm. Oh my. Uh, I'm gonna um... Think back on my bestiary training real quick and think quickly to see if I can uh, remember anything about cave worms. Okay. Um, cool. So it's like uh, it's like menacing you, but it's not super close to you yet. Um, yeah, I'm just re- I'm just trying to remember real quick. You, I'm not, yeah, you want to you want to like roll? Uh, you're just trying to figure out a spout lore on that one. I guess that's a spout lore. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, why don't you uh, why don't you yell some cool shit about a worm running into uh, running into battle with his worm? Um, oh no, it's a many toothed worm that. Uh, <laughs> wait, I'm I'm sorry, guys, to interrupt um, the flow of this here. Am I supposed to say something and then I roll if it's true or not on Spout Lord? No, you're supposed, you're supposed to roll intelligence. And then you tell me something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see how it works now. Oh shit! Max roll six six. Nice. I would say so, that uh, the max roll is actually six six six. Love you, Satan. Um, thinking back to um, Uncle Joe Bob, you remember him, Joe Bob, uh, being uh, your mom's cousin, actually. So he's like your what is that? A second cousin or like a great cousin? I don't know how family works. Um, you remember worm class, which was a weird class uh, out in the woods. And re- recalling back on this, you you hear with like an echo and like a lot of reverb, um, your uncle saying, uh, now, "Now remember, Gogan, 
uh, worms don't have any eyes. And then you realize this. Look up at the worm and understand <laughs> immediately that as long as you stop right where you are and be completely still, that worm will probably not see you. Okay. I stop immediately where I am. Surprise! Yep, this is the exact minute where my audio cuts out for the next half an hour, and nobody realizes it until the whole hour is up. So, what actually happens is we fight, <laughs> we actually have to go back and fight this purple worm again. A second time. Which, you know what, I haven't heard the audio, it could be fucking awful. So maybe next episode's gonna be fucking awful. Who knows? Nothing really happened in this episode, am I right, Jeff? <laughs> Okay, um, so, you know, you're not going to go home empty-handed, I know. Short episode, nothing happened, whatever. As a gift to you, I'm sorry, I'm sorry that my computer ate my audio. Uh, as a gift to you, here is eight minutes of the entire party talking about the, uh, the ups and downs, the good and the bad, about the Fast and the Furious franchise, which, if you didn't know, Joe Hughes, our uh, Gogan Tala, is a huge fan of the Fast and the Furious franchise, um, and he has a lot of insightful things to say. Most of which uh, I found were humorous enough to keep in. So, yeah. Um, also, speaking of Joe, this is also his band, Static Brothers. And if you like what you hear, go to staticbrothers.bandcamp.com to get more. Infestation, one thousand meters down with the black worms picking skeletons, blue whales dissolve, banshee rails dissolve, physical form. Only hearing echoes, echoes, echoes of storm. Black knight made in my heart like a large bullet bore. God corruption, self-paid hag, vision, infestation. One thousand meters down with the black worms picking skeletons, blue whales dissolve, banshee whales resolve, physical form. Only hearing echoes, 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 echoes of the storm. It was good. So I left work early because I wasn't feeling well, and I watched The Fate of the Furious. Uh, I haven't seen many of those movies, and this one was pretty wild. Yeah. I know you're a fan, Joe. Oh, yeah. I love those movies so much. Yeah, they yeah. got to start I remember, They got to start with a street race. I remember you telling me how you, how you cried when... Uh, like that little last movie that had Paul. Walker. I didn't see that one. Was his character named Brian? Yep. Is that why that Vin, D- Vin Diesel named that baby after him? That's right. That's what I figured. <laughs> yeah. And I like how they didn't they didn't kill him off. They like let his character like retire happily with his family. Like he must have gotten to a, level. He must have been gotten to level ten in Dungeon World. Yeah, exactly. Like there was He's a. Like, bit, I'm done, guys. There was even like a line in the Fate of the Furious where like. Somebody's like, I don't know how we're going to get out of this. We got to call Brian, and like Michelle Rodriguez is like, no, we can't bring him into this. <laughs> Did that get said in it? Yeah, I don't remember that one. Yeah, that was a good one. That was um, really like maximum soap opera shit in that. Like, that's one of the series' strong suits. Like the fucking like secret family bit. That's so good. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah, it was good. That and race in Havana where he's driving that beat up old car backwards because the front yeah. of it is on fire. That was outrageous. <laughs> that is so good. He still won the race. That guy's a hell of a driver. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Joe, why don't you rank him for us? Oh fuck, man, that's tough. Um Well, you can I mean how about how about this top three? Top three. Okay. Um Who is who's in all of them? 
Who's in all of them? Vin, is Vin anyone Diesel. in all of them? Uh, no, no. Well, no, because this got a complete the second record. one's in Japan. Uh, number three, Tokyo Drift, has none of the lead characters. Actually, Vin Diesel has a cameo. At the like the it's like the post credits cameo hmm. in Tokyo Drift, but Vin Diesel was not in number two. Number two was just Paul Walker. Interesting. And uh, and that was when Tyrese's character got introduced, who was quite different in in number two compared to what he became. Like in the new ones, he's like he's like uh, he's, he's like totally s- comic relief, right? He's like simultaneously like Mister Smoothman. And comic relief, which is cool. Uh, but ranking them like top three, like you got to put five in there because five was the one where like it fully transformed into like the ensemble perfect like action movie that it is now. What's that? Is there a subtitle of that one? Uh, Fast, Fast Five, Fox. yeah. And that's the one. They're in Brazil. That's the first one where it's like they're assembling their fucking like super team. They got the crew all working. They got everybody, yeah, in there. Uh, that one was hot. What else was dope? Number seven was pretty excellent. So was number six. It's five on. They're just all like perfect. It sounds like movies. they've aged well. That's the thing. Like the first four, I've actually never seen Fast and Furious. The fourth one. That's oh, really? number four. Fast and oh. Furious. As opposed to the Fast and the Furious, which is the really? first one. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. That's quite the difference. Uh, that one usually ranks pretty low in people's like lists, though. But um, the first like four are like, they all like have like their charm and like have like elements of like what makes like Fast and Furious what it is and stuff. And they're all like a lot of fun and stuff, but they are like corny and they, and you can like see like, you can more easily see why people wrote them off as like a really dumb fucking series for such a long time. But from five on, like the director, the cast, like everybody just knew they exactly what the fuck. Intellectual in the fifth one. Well, they sort of, <laughs> I mean, they sort of do like, I don't know if intellectuals are right. It was, I, I liked the, the Fate and the Furious. It was good. There was like some, some good strong themes of family. There was good uh, yep. excitement. Good That's car everyone. racing. It was fun, man. I was, I was feeling shitty. I left work early. Um, and I was just like lying in bed, and uh, it was a good flick for that. Definitely. Who, um, the mother of the kid? Yeah, so she was. Family. Who is she? She was a character in number five. Uh, when they were in Brazil, she was a like a cop, like a drug enforcement agent in Brazil. Um, at that point, in Fast and Furious number four, Michelle Rodriguez's character had died, and um. <laughs> That's interesting because she's alive, <laughs> right? Right. It's some real, it's real soap opera shit. So and then so like in number five, like there was some you know love interest there with uh, Vin Diesel and um, and that Brazilian woman, and then in um, like I think like number six is like teaser credits or like end credit after the credits teaser was that like um, Vin Diesel gets the call that Michelle Rodriguez is actually alive. And in the next movie, like, she's there working with the bad guys and she has amnesia and <laughs> Vin Diesel wow. has to, like, remind her who she is and everything. And he does. I th- that and one she's sounds on the familiar. Squad. I saw the second half of one of them uh, at some point. Mm-hmm. That sounds kind of familiar. And I saw the first one, but a really long time ago. Yeah, that one's cool. I've only ever seen, like, parts of the first one. And it... 
It does not age well. <laughs> it's just like, you yeah. know, a very, it's a very of its time. Yeah. For sure. It's, it's know? like, kind of goofy. are they 15 years old at this point? I guess so. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I think the one I saw today was the eighth one. Yep. It's a lot of movies. There's many, the there's as many as, as there are Star Wars. The The Rock came in in number five. And like, like I said, like five is the one where like all of a sudden, like everybody knew exactly like what these movies were and how to make them like just their truest self. And they brought The Rock in and The Rock was like, they were bad guys doing bad things. And The Rock was a cop like he always is in these movies. And uh, so they were against each other. Vin Diesel fights The Rock in a fist fight. It's pretty awesome. Uh, like a good fight. <laughs> but, you know, the Fast and Furious crew, you know, they're all about family and stuff. And if their enemy, if their enemy in one movie is worthy and like a high enough grossing action star, then they, <laughs> then they always find a way to absorb them into, uh, the crew. Is that how they started? Uh, is that how Jason Statham came along? That's right. He, he seems like he would have been an enemy. Yeah. Statham was the big bad in the, in number seven. I like him. He's a, he was great when he fights. Uh, when he sh- does that shootout with the baby in the car seat. Yeah, I wanted to be like, what? <laughs> I wanted to be like, why don't you just put the baby somewhere safe while you did this? But he made it work. Yeah. So the baby was okay. Yeah, he kicks some ass on that plane. Killed a no lot doubt. of dudes. No doubt. Just mowing down goons. Mm-hmm.